our subject, faith for the new creation in Christ. And as I was studying throughout the week, and you know, I just study, and as and the Lord may give me messages, and I just pin them and put them to the side, and as he leads me to pick that up, I will. Uh, but as I was studying throughout this week, and I just, you know, I'm like, okay, Lord, we've been here for a minute, and, and I was thinking, man of God, that perhaps I should, you know, move it on a little bit. And the Holy Spirit put me in check. No. He said, you stay right here until I tell you to move on. He said, because although we've been on it for just a few months, he said, some are just now, man of God, it's beginning to take root. And he was like, well, if you leave now, then they perhaps, just, it just took root, so you need to keep feeding them what I'm giving you. Ah, shit. Until that thing begins to make a significant difference. And another reason, beloved, why this message is so important, talking about faith, for the new creation, and we've established this throughout the scripture, so I need you to be students of the word. Go back and study this. But throughout the scriptures, we have learned that the new creation in Christ lives by or from the faith of Jesus, resting in what he completed. And life will be difficult for the believer who still tries to procure blessings based upon their outward performances. That is not why Jesus <laughs> came, whereby you still have to get something that has been freely given by your own efforts. That is not the way for the new creation in Christ. And the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about unshakable confidence. Will you say that? Unshakable, unshakable. confidence. Having an unsinkable, unwavering confidence in God. Now, contrary to popular opinion, it is possible eh, <laughs> to have an unshakable, unsinkable confidence in God. <laughs> and that's very vital for the believer. Because if you're not relying on God's word, you have conceded to the voice of the enemy or your own efforts. And when you trust God, God comes through every time. And I say that emphatically. Now, last week, we dealt with three immutable truths. Now, I want you to put those up. I'm just going to show you, and we're going to move on. Three immutable truths, and, and, and I'm sure there are more. <clears throat> Do you have the verses along with these? I think, did I send the verses? But three immutable truths, what do you mean? Permanent, perpetual, unchangeable truths. Understand this now, that are essential to one being strengthened in the faith or in his faith in God. So if you can cement these three, it will change the course of how you live. We're going to get into some things today, man. We got to get serious about this. 
because a great majority of believers have left the faith. And I submit to you, it's because they are worn out. Because what you have told me has not been working. And it's not that truth hadn't been taught, but it's, it, it's how we have been taught to, to, to uh, respond to the truth relative to our actions, <laughs> which is mostly outward works. Are you with me? And we're going to talk about aggressive speech today. As a matter of fact, Minister Williams, when I was early, early, I mentioned you, me and the conversation I had about moving on and all that. Then you can stay right here. Then he began to deal with me about aggressive speech. What do you mean aggressive speech? You are such in agreement with God that in spite of what you see, in spite of what people say, I'm not backing off of this. And you're going to speak it with boldness. And I submit to you, because a lot of things haven't been working out for believers, they have watered down the truth of God's word, and they are no longer uh, uh, bold in their declaration of what God said. They don't even believe it for a lot of people. Let me stop screaming. But you got to become aggressive in your speech. There are going to be some around you who are going to no longer want to fool with you because you're going to sound like a crazy woman. You're going to sound like a crazy man. But never mind that. You are after results. And once you produce results, they will come back along. Then you have to remember, too, that spiritual things are foolishness to your natural mind. You even have to tell your natural mind, shut up. This is what God said, and I believe it. Ah. But we learn, number one, that, God's, that God is faithful. He is faithful. Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without waving. Why? For he is that is, an, that is an unchangeable truth. Why? Because he is the truth. Are you here? Two, God cannot lie. Oh, I wish you hear me. God cannot lie. Again, I showed you these scriptures last week and we talked about Underline, we talked about standalone truths. And in hermeneutics, a standalone truth <laughs> is a truth that is true despite the historical background, cultural background, or the pericope that surrounds the truth. In other words, because whenever you, you just don't want to isolate a verse because the fallacy sometimes you can take it out of context and make it a pretext and therefore you're in error because you have added your own presumption and assumptions to it. But if it is a standalone truth, it does, I, I do not have to have a deep uh, 
exegetical explanation of what happened before it or what happened after it. It's true because God said it. So I don't have to do a lot of historicity, if you will, of the text. No, because God said it. it he cannot lie. So despite of even if this wasn't dealing with Balaam and Balak, he still cannot lie. Despite the surroundings of the particular text. Are you with me? I don't want to spend a lot of time there. But we know that God cannot lie. That is a permanent, unchangeable. See, you have to cement this if you are going to be aggressive in your speech. And you can't be afraid of it. Just like someone is sure that this is the diagnosis, you have to be sure that God's, what he has prescribed is greater than this. Whatever it is, could be lack, poor health, distress, jacked up relationship. You have to believe that. You have to know, settle the fact that God cannot lie. And number three, God, all of, all of God's promises are answered. All of God's promises are answered. Write this down. Understand that God's word is infallible. That means it is absolutely trustworthy. It is absolutely trustworthy. God's word is inerrant. What do you mean? It is free from error. It's, it's foolproof. It is flawless. His word. And I had to say that because when we start making claims like this that are based upon the word, people would tell you, well, everybody ain't going to be. Everybody may not be, but it won't be because it wasn't promised. Some people just have not gotten into agreement with the promise. Or they've gotten into it, but they got out of it. They didn't hold fast to it. He can't lie. How can you say it's flawless? Because he is the word made flesh. And was tempted in all points, yet without sin. He is the only perfect one. And his word can be trusted. Are you with me? Now, let's talk about this aggressive speech. What do you mean by that? We're talking about vigorously, energetically, boldly. Speaking God's word. To be boldly assertive and forward. And most people aren't bold with it is because they have not cemented these truths inside of them. Just ask yourselves in the course of this week, how much have you really spoken in agreement with the word of God? Really? Let's, let's, let's be for real. 
Have you really has your conversation really been in agreement? Have you really spoke to the conclusion of the matter? Have you said the same thing that God has said? Or is it, this will never work? We, I'm, I'm always broke. I can't never win. For what has the conversation been like? Because when you start saying things like, or, or as the scripture says, all his promises are answered, we start immediately thinking about how faithful Big Mama was or how, or how faithful such and such was. And they may have been faithful and they may have loved God dearly, but that doesn't mean that they were in agreement. And, and, and yeah, I went to heaven. And here's the thing. There are so many who are living under a cloud of outward works. And see, and here's the thing. When you don't know how to do a thing effectively, there's improvisation. You start winging it. Many, many of us have been there before. Rather than reading the directions, you start improving, trying to figure it out. Sometimes you hit it, sometimes you don't. But the God we serve is not a sometime you hit it and sometime you don't God. He is a God that comes through every time. So what happens, minister, because you seem to be, even through your mask, to be receiving. So what happens, because of winging it, hitting and missing it, Sister Moore, people get exasperated. They burn out. <laughs> they burn out. Tired of being saved. I need a break. I need a sabbatical. This, this just ain't working. It, it, it ain't, you know, if God's so good, why is it? And the rant goes on. So after so many unsuccessful attempts, you become exasperated. You give up. And this is true, and I've seen this. And you begin to accede to popular opinions and colloquial religious sayings. You know, you just start saying little things that are religious, but not according to the word. Are you here? Well, honey, you, 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 know, you, you know, God got to test your faith to take you to the next level. If, I, if faith is God's in-birth persuasion, his warranty. Why do I have to be tested? Because his word is good. So why does he need to test me with his word and his word is good? Oh, Y'all, did you? Oh. And I don't think I have to do. And perhaps if I just got into agreement, I wouldn't keep making those claims. Because what I'm saying now is I got to qualify to go to the next level. There's something that you have to do. What does that mean anyway? Next level, where, where is the next level? What do you mean by next level? 
in all, how much more anointing do you need? It hadn't been anointed with the little bit that you have. Let's be effective with the portion that's been. Let's be good stewards over the anointing that I have now. Oh, this is so good. So we so when we don't know how when we don't know how we hit it and miss it. You hear? And quite frankly, I'm gonna show you something. More often than not, a great majority of believers are weary and heavy laden. How about us? They're weary and heavy laden. At that point of giving up. Why? Because they've been relying on outward work. I prayed and still broke. I fasted. Healing still ain't manifest. I did this and you still come up short. And I did, listen, I did that and I'm still and nothing's still happening. Well, if you quit doing it and rely on what he did. So, so they worry, man of God. And the same thing religious folk were doing in that day, they're doing it now. And there are many great number of churches who are guilty of putting the yoke of burden on people. Then the preacher want to slip out of town and live in grace. And bounding the people with the message that they are teaching. But you will slip 200 miles out of town to sip on some wine, do whatever you want to do, but you condemn the folk who are sitting right up under your nose. Hey, now every Sunday, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Somebody say, no more. I refuse to be heavy laden, burdened down and weary. By trying to do something I cannot do. Matthew 11. <laughs> Matthew 11. 28 through 30. Let's look at this. Ah, Kebasibana. Ah. It'll wear you out. Because you said, well, I dress like they tell me to, but I still think something's still missing. I do all the things they tell me to do, but why do I still feel this way? Because you're relying on your efforts. Because there's no amount of doing those things will make you right before God. They're good, but you have to understand, I'm right by way of Jesus. So therefore... I don't mind doing what he wants me to do. Why? Because when you live in an agreement, you love what he loves and you hate. Come to me, all of you who are tired from the heavy burden you have been forced to carry. <laughs> God to mighty. I would give you rest. Except my teacher. Listen to Jesus. <laughs> Learn from me. Not religion. 
when I say religion, tish, religion from the standpoint of man trying to work his way to God by what he does, that's religion. In, re, in this relationship with Jesus, God seeks after you. That's why no man can come except he draws you. He's chasing you. Not you trying to do a bunch of outward things to get to him. And see, here's the thing. It sounds good, watch this, for religion. But it's not effective if you're going to have a relationship. Because you got to make a decision. Am I going to rely on you, Lord? Or, or am I going to rely on self? Because it sounds good. Oh, I'm not yelling. I'm just passionate about this. Verse 29. Accept my teaching. Learn from me. I am gentle and I'm in spirit. And you all, you will be able to get what? Some rest. Notice he said, accept my teaching. Literally, take my yoke upon you. You've heard me say this before. A yoke was a wooden harness put on the neck of an oxen or work animals for pulling a load. It was a Jewish symbol for the law, what Jesus is saying here. Look at, so again, it was a Jewish symbol, what? For the law, which laid heavy burden on people. Verse 30, yes. The teaching that I ask you to accept is easy. The load I give you to carry is like, what is it? My teachings. Now, Jesus isn't speaking here, beloved, of physical burdens. I'm tired because, no, 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 he's not talking about physical burdens. He, although he will relieve you of those. Here he's talking about the heavy burden, listen to this, of the system of works that the Pharisees laid on the backs of the people that Jesus was offering to relieve. So here Jesus, you got to remember, he is the fulfillment of the law. Here he is trying to give them a glimpse that if you were resting what I'm saying, I know what was. But if you will rely on this, not what the Pharisees are saying, it'd be much lighter. Are you here? See, the yoke of the Pharisees is the, watch this. This, this is the yoke of the Pharisees. It's the burdensome yoke of self-righteousness and legalistic law-keeping. Again, trying to establish your rightness before God by doing rather than believing. And if you believe right, you would do right. Alina, if I believe right, the doing would take care of itself. We're trying to get people to do right, but they don't believe right. So now they're relying on their doing and they're being ineffective because they're not relying on their believing in agreement. See, I'm in error if I'm thinking I'm being made right by doing. And God only, listen, he's in agreement with his word. And although you may be saved and, and love God, if I'm in error, he doesn't manifest blessings out of error, out, out of someone's stupidity or ignorance. If that's the case, everybody, 
would have all the things that they want because the majority have no idea for some because we've been indoctrinized with doing it yourself. That's why we can't get out of church on time. We feel like the longer we stay, we, we, we appeasing God. We doing something for God. And could, could have people at home at a decent hour, enjoy their families and everything. If we just get up under that, leave that burden. Feel like the longer we in here, the more we producing. And it's wearing people out for some. Especially when the truths aren't being taught. Are you here? So the yoke of the Pharisees is the burdensome yoke of self-righteousness and legalistic law-keeping. Y'all here? Ah, let me, I don't know, all this. In, in, in Acts, it's just, there, there were certain men from Judea who taught. There were some new converts, and there were certain men who came down from Judea, and they were teaching that. Uh, unless you are circumcised, according to the custom of Moses, you can't be saved. <sighs> so Paul and Barnabas, you know, they greatly disagreed, and a big debate ensued. So, so they went. So what they, you know, they said, okay, well, let's go down to the city, to Jerusalem, and, and ask the apostles and the leaders. So when they got to Jerusalem, they were received by the churches. And there were some Pharisees who were converted, okay, newly converted. So they asked, do you know, do we have to be circumcised? Because, you know, the law of Moses, because there were those who saying, you ain't saved if you don't go this way. So after a long debate, Peter got up, and I'm paraphrasing. I, give me verses 10 and 11. Peter got up. Uh, this is Acts 15, around verse 10 and 11. Um, whatever, you have to amplify um, now listen, and we'll go back to Matthew. So after a long debate, Peter got up and said, because of the hearing of the gospel, there's no distinction between Jews and non-Jews. Their hearts are cleansed by having faith in Jesus. Okay? Then he, this, and this, this is the point I want to get, go home and read it in your leisure. This is what I want to get to you. Look what he said after what I just gave you. Now then, Why? You testing God by placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor have we been able to endure. In other words, you trying to impose these legalistic rules based upon what we do, it is too much for us. We would never be accepted. The whole purpose of the law was to point me that you need Jesus. Are you here? But we believe that what? We are saved through what? The precious, undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus, which makes us free what? Of the guilt and sin. It grants us eternal life in just the same way as they are. Now, I wanted to show you that because even after we seen the birth of the church, there were those who were still trying to impose a way that has been cut off and a new way has come. Still trying to impose. Are you here? And, and people are burdened, man. 
Because they, they, you've been told you have to do this or you have to do that. And, and oh, you're not saying and you're not. So people eventually, uh, for a lot, they give up. But I'm like number 10, just like the religious leaders. I'm like, why are some of these preachers testing God by placing a yoke on folk who have been set free? And this same passage refers you to Galatians 5.1 where Jesus encouraged, where the word of God encourages us, do not be entangled again with the yoke. See, it's bondage when you try to do it. Oh, boy, I hope this is it's plain to me. Are you here? Okay. Now, look at this. Let's go back to Matthew. Are you here? Mm. So the yoke of the Pharisees, listen, is the burdensome yoke of what? Self-righteous and law, legalist law-keeping. The more I come in here with my head covered and covered from dressing toe, the more I mess up. The more, and I'm not saying that to make light, but that's how people feel. See, you're trying to just, you're trying to make yourself right by outward works. The more I try not to slip. In my speech and work, the more the, you just beat yourself down. You curse more for some. Or whatever it may be. Why? Because you're trying to establish your rightness before God. And I'm not promoting explicitives. I'm saying, put your confidence in him, and you'll find yourself saying things that you shouldn't be saying less and less, and not thinking that you're right because you didn't say a bad word today. See, will you say this? Jesus established my righteousness before the Father. Jesus did. Agree with that. Hold to that. Are you here? So Jesus was saying, look, listen now, Jesus was saying that any kind of law keeping is burdensome and amounts to a heavy yoke of oppression. You hear? Because no amount of law keeping can bridge the gap between man's sinfulness and God's holiness. Again, the law was there to point you to Jesus. And once Jesus came, as we've seen, I no longer needed somebody standing over me telling me this and that. No longer needed a tutor. So I don't need you telling me how to talk, how to do whatever. No, no, no. Jesus has come. Are you here? D don't misinterpret this for not saying you shouldn't be encouraged and in, in pointing in the right way to go. We're talking about I don't need nobody standing over my back with the ruler saying you didn't measure up because, you, oh, 
come back again. You'll never get saved enough if that's the case. And see, what are you trusting on now? Works and not believe. You, you didn't believe the first time that it, when I accepted Jesus, my name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life and my salvation is secure. So every time you come back, now you're saying it's something I have to do to get to that point where I'm saved for real, for real. Wake yourself up, man. Religion has done a great disservice to the body of Christ. Notice, Jesus is light and easy to carry because it is the yoke of repentance and faith followed by a commitment to follow him. That's why it is easy. So once you repent, listen, you now put your faith in what he did. That's why pistis, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why it is God's in birth persuasion, right? And it's distinct from our faith, yet involves it. What do you mean? I now take what God has said, and I get into agreement by believing it and give it back to him. And watch this. When you live in that type of agreement, it's just not talking only. You will do. Why? Because based upon his warranty, I can step out now based upon the agreement, and that like it's already manifested. Even though it hasn't materialized, I believe it. Why? Because God cannot lie. So there's going to be a response. And not me just sit and do nothing. Oh, boy. What makes Jesus' yoke easy and his burden light is that, listen, guys, Jesus' own act of obedience. That is, what he did was the perfect fulfillment of God's law. He carried the burden that we were meant to carry. I say it again. What makes Jesus' yoke easy and his burden light is that because of his act of obedience, he carried the burden that we were meant to carry. And it's one thing I'm not going to do is carry a heavy load and there's somebody who will carry it for me. So why are you carrying a load and just, man, I can't. That, that's like you trying to carry a hundred pound sack of cement. And there's somebody walking, man, let me get, no, I, see, that's what really, no, I got it. I'm okay. Uh, I, I, you know, I can do it. Are you here? The life lived by faith. Yeah, okay, listen to this. You got to get aggressive, man. As a matter of fact, I prophesied that this, this would be a week of beginnings. Watch this, where you begin to be so aggressive in your agreement with God that nothing shakes you, nothing moves you, and you will not be intimidated, nor will you worry about what others are thinking or saying. That ain't none of my business what you're saying. I'm in agreement with a God who can't lie. I'm in agreement with a God who answered all of his promises. I'm in agreement with a God who is 
That's why he says, hold fast. So when you feel like letting go, tie a knot. Keep swinging. <laughs> he can't lie. He's faith. I know how things look around. I'm not looking at things around me. I'm looking at the agreement. I'm looking at the agreement. So you tell your body, no, don't look at the physical. I'm looking at the agreement. Don't look at your finances. I'm looking at the agreement. And we have been, in general, since more, have been backed off to believe God can't do or manifest what he's already done, Minister K. Christians, listen to them. Are you here? The life. See, we all stop focusing on. I'm not worried about who it didn't work for. See, see how the, the first mind is always negative. Well, man, I, man, he was. I knew he loved a lot. You know, you only seen the man two times a week. You don't know how he was conducting himself. I, I, oh, I, 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 I know she was a woman. How you know? And you may, they may have very well been, but that doesn't mean that they were saying the same thing God said. That doesn't mean that they were holding fast to their agreement. You know yourself, you done, done it in your earlier walk. Decree how good God is, and 10 minutes later, this ain't even going to work. This not even going to work. The life lived by faith, I, I, I trust you're hearing this, in agreement, is, much, is a much lighter yoke and a much easier burden to carry than a heavy, burdensome yoke of self-righteousness, under which some continually strive to make themselves acceptable to God through works. Stop it. Faith without works is dead. That is not what James was saying. James was talking to believers who were persecuted. And James, in, in response, James was said that if you are really believers, then we will see based upon your good deeds or your works, we'll know that you have a relationship with Jesus. He was talking about works as in you doing something. No, what James was saying, well, if, if, if Christ is really in you and you are believers, we'll know by your deeds, your good works. Not you trying to produce by your. Paul already declared it's not based upon the works of the law. Get out from up under that yoke. Uh, let me show you something. See, we are stewards or ministers of a new covenant. And the ministry that comes from Jesus is greater than Moses' ministry, beloved. It was good until this new faith has come. God having provided something better. How come you don't want... Now, this is what tickles me, minister. 
We want better in every, better finances, better cars, better house, better health, better relationships. But don't want this better covenant. What is wrong with you? And I submit to you that if we accept this better covenant, you'll have better cars, better houses, better relationships, better whatever it is. Why? Because now I'm in a, in, I have come into agreement with the God who is faithful, with the God who cannot lie, with the God who always makes good on his promises. Ah! Second Corinthians three. Let me get verses eleven and twelve. The, 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 let, just let me give you the majority of the context, and we'll just go right to verse eleven and twelve. Paul now he's contrasting the glory of the old covenant with the glory of the living spirit, the new covenant. If the law, watch this, that leads to death was glorious, how much more glorious is God's plan to give us life through the Spirit? So you don't want the better covenant? I mean, you like struggling and scraping and going through the colloquial expressions that God is good all the time. I'm blessed and highly favored and still trying to do it yourself and never producing. Mad every time folk who don't know God will have learned how to say the right thing all the time consistently. Why you there? Oh, Lord. That's good, but if you're not believing right, matter of fact, you don't get what you pray. You get what you consistently say because you can pray the word, then say something different. You want to get what you pray, you start staying consistent with praying in agreement with his word because every prayer isn't in agreement. Whatever you want, Lord. What kind of mess is that? You know his will by his word. Any, 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 anything you do, Lord, I'll be satisfied. I know you won't. No, don't Quit lying and all that hypocrisy and self-righteousness. Any way you bless me. Well, how, how come, did somebody bless Wait, they could have gave me more. Well, what's, wrong with the, what's wrong with the 25? You just said anyway you bless. But I know he got money. He could have gave me 150. Stop that. See, again, when we don't know how, we improv. Then got a heathen out here who don't know the word but understands talking right. Even got some of y'all talking about, yeah, I just speak to the universe. And, yeah. let, 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 let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you why it's whack working for those who say they speak to the universe. It's not so much that the universe is producing for them as much as is the God of the universe is honoring his word. Oh. 
See, you can be a heathen and speak in line, and God has to honor his word. He, he, he said the verse I was going to, that's why he reigns on the just as the unjust. What does that mean? That God extends his mercy even to those that oppose him. He don't love me, but the doggone man is in line with what I... He don't believe me, but the man is speaking in line with the laws that I put in motion. Are you here? So the universe is responding because the way God set it up, that if you say something, it goes into the atmosphere. But it's not the universe per se that's yielding the harvest. It's the God of the universe. Ah, uh, you hear? So the law, if the law that leads to death was glorious, <laughs> how much more glorious is the plan? Is God's plan to give us life through the Spirit? This is what he's saying. This is what Paul's saying. The sacrifice is Jesus. Is far more superior <laughs> to the Old Testament systems and sacrifices. You've heard this in other books. You know, that's sort of what the theme is of, of Hebrews, Galatians, and Romans. That Jesus, especially in Hebrews, Jesus is superior to the old systems, to the law, to Moses, to the prophets. He is high priest. Are you here? So this is what Paul's saying. He's saying if Christianity is superior to Judaism of the Old Testament, which at that time was the highest form of religion on the earth, it will surely be superior to any other religion we may come across. You hear? So he's saying that Christianity is sufficient. That's why you've heard me say before, one of the things the writer of Hebrews expresses that Jesus is sufficient for salvation. Now he is none other. Because God's plan is wonderful by comparison to any other. See, we dare not reject it or treat it casually. This is what he's saying. Understand you are ministers of the new, not the old. Look at verse 11. We read 11 and 12. Let's look at this. If that former ministry, what? Faded. What, what happened? Faded. Why are you still trying to live under something that has, or buy something that has faded away despite its glory? How much more does that ministry which, which remains continue to be glorious since we have what see oh this is what i want to get to we, we, what, what are we talking about yeah but aggressive speech when you realize that you are ministers under a better covenant you have confidence see it ain't in me it's what it's in what he satisfies god See, this is why you can be bold, Shanique. 
Because this is why you can be bold. Because it ain't my word. I'm just agreeing with one who's faithful. I'm just agreeing with one who always come through on his promises. I'm just agreeing with one who can't lie. He's bound by his warranty. Therefore, see, you can't speak that in confidence if, that, if that's not settled in you. You'll back off of it. Somebody tell you something. And you, yeah, I see what you're saying. You better watch what you concede to and come into agreement with. Why? Because there's power in it. Are you here? So since we have confidence, do you have confidence? What do you say, brother? In the what, brother Moore? In the... Do you have confidence in the... You know who that promise was? Jesus. Are y'all listening to this? We speak not just boldly. I'm not just speaking boldly. I'm speaking very... Hey, with an unsinkable, unshakable confidence. In spite, how things look. That's why we walk by faith, God's agreement, not by. Are you here? So since we have confidence in the new promise. We speak very boldly. Second, let me close with 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Oh, this is good to me. For we walk. Or it literally means to conduct one's life or to live. For we conduct our lives by God's agreement. God's warranty is what I live by. So anything that comes to you that opposes his warranty, that's not in my warranty. Not, no. But this is. And see, here's what you have to remember about warranties. If it's in the warranty. See, ah, shit is. What I'm trying to get you to do is purchase a new warranty and quit living off the old one. What do you mean a new warranty? Living in agreement. Or, yeah, well, trying to get you to extend. You're warranted. That's all. Let me say it that way. Under a better covenant. And you know as well as I know, man of God, if it's under the stipulations in the warranty, you were you you a businessman. They have to honor it. Saved. Or not, I receive. You here? Believer? Or not? 
You got a warranty? See, 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 see. Ah, Campbell, here's what you should start doing. When anything in your life looks opposite of what God said, you need to go before God, Lord. You got a warranty? Yeah, your words. Oh, well, oh, you, I got to do it now. I have to honor it. I did say it. Your marriage might be jacked up, but I have to honor it. Things may not be like you want, but I have to honor it. Why? Because I can't lie. For we conduct our lives by faith, not by sight. What? Living our lives in a manner consistent with our confidence. So you don't walk by what you see. You walk with, you, you walk in such a manner or conduct that's consistent with, where your beliefs are consistent with God's promises. You walk in a manner where you're so confident. Well, well con- consistent is the first thing we need to be. Hold fast. So you want to walk in such a way where you're consistent and confident in believing God's promises. Why? Because he can't lie. Why? Because he's faithful. Why? Because he answers. See, that, that clap was like he may answer some, but not. See, stop thinking about follow. Here's what you do. Follow those throughout the faith and patience. Inherit the, quit, quit following folk who are jack leg relative to their agreement. Sometimes they believe, sometimes they don't. Follow people who are producing results. Are you here? This is where your aggressive speech comes into play. What? In holding fast to the agreement. Satan, beloved, is after your agreement. Stop living outside of the scope of what God has placed in his word. Man should not live, man of God, by, but by every word. Proceeds out of the mouth of God. Let me close with this verse. Uh, let me show you something. Ano- let me show you another immutable truth. So, without doing a long explanation of before and what, what, what surrounds before and after the text, it's the truth. Because he said it. And he is, thank you, the truth. And since he cannot lie, Brittany, that means it has to hold weight. That means it's true. I don't care how many people die of whatever. 
if he said you are healed, that's the point. See, see now you're meddling. Wonder what happened in the end. How come? See, you're focusing on the wrong report. What did Jesus say? Are y'all here? John 15, 7. You hear? If you live in me, <laughs> and what I say lives in you, Eva. See, some again, when you understand standalone truths, don't let nobody. Be- well. Let, let me tell you, contextually, it means what he said. If you live in me, and my word, he's talking to his disciples, his disciplined ones. So there must be some discipline. Consistently, some initiative of applying what he said. If you live in me and what I say lives in you, then ask for anything. Now, hold on. This is where exegesis come in. Anything relative to his word that's in his contract or his warranty. Don't talk about you sit up here married and Lord, you had a revelation to bring in three more wives. You're a foolish person. That's not what he's talking about. If you live in me and my what I say lives in you, then ask for anything you Not it might be, minister. You know what, what moves more people? Since it don't come in 30 days. I receive a daughter. Since it don't come in 90 days. Are y'all listening to me? If you remember these three things in the midst of why, Sister Mo, because we don't walk by what we see. So here's what you have to remember, Bree. He's faithful. You, you know, I might give me a new tat. God, three immutable truths. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I don't care who, who get mad and, and just be just as saved as the hypocrite who think I'm a sinner for getting it. But three things, Bree, he's faithful. Because it's been a month of five months. He's faithful. He cannot lie. See, you have to be confident in this. Cast down the wrong thoughts. Make them subject to the word of God. Oh, and the one I love, he answers. 
all his promises. First John 5, 14. Come on, y'all. Let, let, let me close with you today. Ah! Declare this. This day forward, I am going, going to be aggressive, boldly aggressive in my speech. Pastor said, your mind don't understand that. She said, say, I am aggressive. See, that's, thank God for my coach. I am boldly aggressive. Do this. Start today, minister. Start today. Somebody say something crazy. That's why you have to know his will to counteract it. Don't even let people jokingly talk. What's up, dog? I'm not a dog, man. What's up? Y'all know the other words we call each other. I'm not ignorant. Don't, so don't call me that. You so crazy. I'm not crazy. I know you're playing, but, but let's, let's change our vocabulary. You're a lot of fun to be around. Yeah. But see, we, we, we don't, we, we take stuff like, we just let people, see, you got to be aggressive. Even when your bills and things talk to you. Your body talk to you. Your situation and circumstances, they, they will start talking to you. Huh. There you go talking about what God going to do. And you keep saying to that thing, God is faithful. I'm not listening to you. God can't lie, body. Here. God always answers his prayers. Bank accounts. Are y'all here? Now, this is the confidence. Not in you. That's pride. See, that's why you can be so bold about it, minister, because it's not you. So when it happened, he gets the glory, not you. That we have in him, that if we ask anything, there it go. So you can't be asking for anything unless anything you're asking is in his will. Did you get that? So if it's not in his will, that's when you go into play. That's when you try to do it because God said, I ain't co-sign on that. You want that when you have to do it on your own. It's not covered. <laughs> so if we ask anything according to his will, he what? He hears us. So you don't have to, well, I hope he hearing me. So I don't have to get up and ask him, Lord, hear me again. No, no, I'm already here. I, Lord, I received the manifestation based upon the promises of your word. I'm healed. Lord, you said that when I give men, 
said, give them to my bosom. Good and bears are pressed down and shaken together. I expect men. I don't have to get up here. Lord, is it? No, Lord, I receive men coming from the north, south, east, and west. Putting money in my mind. Are you here? Pastor's car, it only gets serviced once a year. And I see why it's once a year because what they charge you, that's about all you probably want to do is once a year. So it was time for that once a year. And when you believe God, don't believe God for fancy, then take it to the jack leg. Take it, don't, don't believe God. Don't believe God to ride nice and let Earl them have it in their backyard up on some blocks and, and can't properly. Get mad when you come get it and it, it, it is, it's sitting on blocks. They done stripped it down. So, so this particular service, and the dude's like, you know, hey, man, what the next service be like? Six hundred, it'd be a whole lot less. You know? But I mean, I don't, I, you won't see me again until next year. <laughs> which, which I wasn't, it wasn't no issue because, see, I do my due diligence. I ain't out here faking a front. So I know what I'm into when, what kind of agreement God got. Matter of fact, the first agreement was, Lord, I don't want to pay for it. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm talking about the car now. And because we got into agreement, I paid for it, and, it don't, and there's no note on it. We ain't talking about no old rust bucket. No, we talking about, but, but anyway, I, no, no, I, ain't, I didn't say that fact. Calm down. Y- y'all stop. Calm down. This is a test. This, I'm doing like y'all now. I'm testifying. I wanted to. I said I'd get rid of that. To see the vet, and this is what I want to do for pastor. And I'm not paying one day of a dime. I, I, I got the price that I wanted. I knew going in what I wanted for my car, what I wanted to resolve the rest in. And it's, I wasn't in haste either. This took several, three or four months. So that's another thing. I was hearing from God the whole time. Are you here? So this particular, I'm just saying it for the to show you where God is. This service was uh, uh, 3,200. 3,200. Okay? You, you can really buy a car somewhere for 3,200. That, that'll get you a good, good 2001 Honda Accord, low miles, AC clean, yeah. See, see, then again, look, look, when you rest, when you live in what Jesus did, you don't have a poverty ministry. See, first, you're a warrior, T. So you don't walk around with a poverty. Oh, oh. <laughs> then you got, anyway, anyway. So Pastor's like, Pastor, oh, babe, I'm in agreement that, you know, that'll come running back. And, and, and you know, I'm like, yeah, for real, it will. Let, let me see. 
Uh, that was, what day was that? Thursday, probably. I got, and for some reason, my cash out, this is the honest truth, it only makes a noise when people send like $50, $20. Anything beyond that, I never hear it. I don't hear it. Somebody send me $2. Boop, 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 boop. What? And I'm looking, Sutton Sutton sent you $3.22. And I'm praising God, Lord, I receive it and I speak a blessing over it. But anything over $100, it don't make a noise. It, that's, I don't know why. Maybe Tamara set it up. Maybe she can see what that's about. And she looked like me. I am. All right, let's close. But, but this is my point. So I was getting somebody to do something for me Friday, and I said, I'm going I'm, I'm to cash out to you. And I go to the cash out, and there's 2,500 looking in my face. I was like, good Jesus, Lord, already? I wasn't shocked because I live in agreement. These things I expect. <laughs> then another... 250 came in. I don't know what, what's there now, but, th- and this is my point. When I did it, I said, that'll be back before the weekend is over. And what it, I haven't checked it lately because it ain't, it, it, I, haven't heard, I haven't heard anything, so perhaps maybe it's there now. Because I only hear it when it's under 50. Anything, you know, you send me 49, 47. So since I can't hear it, perhaps. It's there in abundance, rolling over. Why did, how did we get on that? Okay, yeah, the, the covenant. So, so it's according to his will. So now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So I went back to the Lord. You said, man, it's a gift. And see, and when you live trusting him, that ain't, see, that ain't stuff that you're going to be stressed out about. If it didn't come back till next week, I knew it was coming back. It didn't come back in five months from now. I knew it was coming back. It wasn't going to affect my sleep or day one way or the other. No, I don't, I don't, no, I don't, if I have to charge stuff like that, I don't need to be riding like that. No, here, here you go. Just count them out for me. Are you here? And nothing, if you have to charge, that's where you are. But I'm saying, we, see, I'm living in agreement with. And I don't even, the Lord had me to share. I don't, I don't even share testimonies. Because like there's nothing. It ain't nothing but a piece of material stuff. But I'm saying how we got to live in the, I wasn't speaking, man, I, oh, man, look. Uh, boy, I, I'm just going broke. And that's how people, uh, Bible, with the Bible up under their hand while they're paying it. Y'all just taking all my money. I'm going broke trying to keep this with the Bible under your arm. You are aggressive in your speech. And I'm going to ask you. Next week, did you, I, uh, did you practice? And those who do, guess what I'm going to get? I'm text messages and testimonies. Yeah. I'm going to get in agreement with God. 
Are you here? I close with this. Stop trying to carry a load, Sister Gilliam. One that you are not designed to carry, but Jesus desires to carry it for you. He came to take the load so that you would not have to carry it. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.